um, as you just heard me and Kim say, I've always wanted a child. So the LaVoy on the book cover is one of my nephews. Mm. And my friend William was in um, Five Below, mm-hmm. and he saw those caps. And he was like, oh, my God, these caps are so cute. Okay. And uh, I said, get them. I want them. And I was telling my niece about, you know, I want to now switch the title. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep the title, but I'm going to switch the uh, summary and the plot. Not about me trying to get married, but me adopting a child. Oh. So this book, I hired a ghostwriter. Okay. I talk about the pandemic in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened, me and the guy that I met in this book, no fiction, no fiction, me and the guy I met in this book, we carried on to a relationship. Okay. And um, he proposed to me. In the end, this book was a cliffhanger. Okay. So he proposed to me. Uh, in this book, in book being married to her. Yeah, at the end of the book. What? Yeah. So I had to write another book. Right. So you wonder, am I going to marry him in the book? And when I said I do was when I adopted a child. Oh, wow. On his deathbed, he had caught COVID. Mm. On his deathbed, he signed me the right to his child. OMG. Yes. You know, when you look at being a father and you write this book, how does it relate to your real life, in a sense? Because... I feel like I've been a father to so many, mm-hmm. whether it be godfather, niece and nephew, great niece and nephews. And that's one little person in my life. And uh, all people always tell me he looks like me, but mm-hmm. I feel like he is my child. Yeah. <laughs> and um, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. you know, him and his mom would live in Atlanta. He probably would be staying with me more than he would be with his mom. He'd right. In the house or whatever. So as I wrote the book, I wrote the book with the pretense of me having a child that mm-hmm. would be so much like sincere. I never got a chance to meet my father because my father was fighting for his life while my mother was giving birth to me. So he had mm. to hold me one time before he died. Mm. So in the book, I named my child that I adopted after my father because I, if I ever had a child, I would name him after my late father. Wow. Wow. When writing this book and you having the perspective of how the world has changed, what does that say for men who want to be fathers in this day and time when there's such a cliche about black men being fathers? I think that was, it's a great thing to do and be, mm-hmm. you know, to be a father. You know, there are so many men that don't know how to express love mm-hmm. because we were taught as African-American men that you can't cry, you can't show emotion, you got to be strong, you got to be the breadwinner, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But in reality of it all, Everybody needs to be able to show and feel love. Mm-hmm. And all my three books are me talking about love, but being a father, being there for that person, mm-hmm. whether you have them biologically, mm-hmm. um, adoption, or right. by way of another relationship, and you kind of inherited a, mm-hmm. a bonus child. I just think that it's so great to be able to be a role model for someone Absolutely. that look up at you and look at you like, yes. oh my God. I right. want to emulate him. I want right. to be like him. And that's such a precious gift. It is such a good gift to have. Um, I, I want to say this, you know, when it comes to the relationship of two people and once again, how we live in this world today, what would the ideal love look like to you um, as you approach uh, life it, it, where you are right now? I always thought it, to be 
for two people to raise a child mm-hmm. so they can both show that child love. And I realized in my early 50s mm-hmm. that that's not always the case. Right. So as I go on with this life, this journey of life, I thought I wanted a partner. Mm-hmm. But I think I want more of a parent to be a parent than to be a partner at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So for me to be able to give love that's bottled up in me, I want to give it to somebody so bad. Why not give it to a child that's in need than to give it to an adult that would be appreciative of it? Wow, that's a wow, you almost made me tear up there for a minute because that's so real. You know, we we experience love and we experience different experience all within a relationship. But a child has no inclination of what that looks like unless it's expressed. Would you say with writing this book and you know, and also living life, would you say that with, when it comes to being in a relationship and wanting what the other's significant want, would you say that's kind of hard to do it right now? Or it's just that people are on their own, they own their own, yeah, they own their own stuff. stuff. Yeah, they own their own stuff. It's when I was having a conversation with someone just last night about that, making changes in what we do. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's difficult, you know, I've always wanted to be a parent, and even still now, if opportunity was granted to me to be a parent, and especially with me traveling, like I do, most of the time I'm on a plane on a Sunday, and I'm not back home until Thursday. Right. What would that look like for that child? Yeah. And there would be two things I would do. I have a very great support system, mm-hmm. and I would make sure that that child would be around a person or persons mm-hmm. that would take care of them, show them just as much love in my absence. Right. Every night, you know, that child would see my face and hear my voice saying goodnight. Every mm-hmm. morning, that child would see my face and my voice, you know, before starting the day. And then, of course, when I'm home, when I'm out on the road, that child would know me mm-hmm. as their father, their provider. And I really believe that people can be a great parent right. even being on the road right that's this is the life i chose because right. i don't have that i right. don't have a pet i don't have a child but i would probably make it happen that i would have a nanny or a manny travel with me right and while i'm on the road you know it depends on the child's age of course right if it's a young child while i'm out in the field you know educating that man and I would take care of the child. And then, of course, when I'm back at the room that night, the child would be in the room with me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when I'm going to leave for work that day, the child will go to the, the man or nanny. Wow. I think it's beautiful that, you know, men have brought themselves into an area of uh, love and comfort. Um, not to say, you know, based on race or based on anything that's subject to your character, but the fact that you're willing to show that love to an individual is, you know, is mind-boggling. Now, as an author, where do you see yourself going? You've written three books, and we've touched on this one when I say I do the novel. What would you say your next masterpiece would look like? I could see it. I see you birthing something else. Two things I would love to happen to come out of my For Better Worse series mm-hmm. would be either a screenplay or a series. Mm-hmm. I would love that. But these books are based on my life and also with some exaggeration mm-hmm. of some people that's in my life. Mm-hmm. But I would probably 
write another book, just me. Right. Letting people really see who I am. Right. And the book will be titled Unashamed. Uh, hello. I have people in my life that show me love, mm-hmm. and I believe they genuinely love me and accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, people are ashamed to express who they are mm. because of the stigma of being a gay man, a, a homosexual, or let's say same gender loving, whatever you want to call it. Right. I, Valencia, bleed, hurt, mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. cry, sleep, put my clothes on the same way you do. Okay? Right. So the only difference is between you and I is just our sexual orientation. Right. The love is still the same. Right. It's still, it's, it's still, my it's, heart still bleeds, right. you know, red. Right. Have you, do you think in this, within this day and time, you touched on, you know, being a gay, gay man. And do you think in being a gay man in this time and writing the way you do, do you think that when it comes to your eyes, do you think they have a clear understanding of what that means? I try to be very transparent in my mm-hmm. writing because I want people to be able to see who I really am. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media, you can be whoever you want to be. Hello. You can create whoever you want to be behind mm-hmm. social media. And it's so funny. I was talking to a, a friend of mine that people look at our lives and think that we have it going on. Mm-hmm. And even when I look at relationships, you know, I, I look at a relationship like, oh my God. I would love to have a relationship like that. Mm-hmm. It seems so perfect to what we see. Mm-hmm. But we never know what the relationship is like once they get in a car together and pull off. What? Once they make it home. Mother, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I try to be very transparent mm-hmm. when I'm writing and when I'm letting people see who I am. Absolutely. I think it's very wonderful. I think not that I think it's very wonderful. I think it's amazing that, you know, you hold this confidence about you. I think when I first met you, that's what I, I grasped from you in a sense, because I thought you was a caterer. You know, I thought you was a caterer, Anthony. I didn't know. I didn't know you had all this spontaneity going on with you. I didn't know. But I am just, I'm thrilled because you, not only you have three blessings in front of you and you got more to come. Is there anything else you want your audience to know about you and your writing? I write from the heart. Mm-hmm. But I try to give my readers what they want to see. Mm-hmm. I also try to make it very visual so they can walk through that journey with me. Absolutely. Because I, I was just sharing with one of my clients yesterday when I was doing hair. I post on social media what I want you to see. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing fictitious about it. I post if I'm not eating. Right. I want you to see I'm eating. If I'm right. traveling, I want you to see I'm traveling. Right. But if I'm in a corner kissing someone, or it ain't your business. It ain't your business. My, mind your mother mind your business. business. So Sorry. I want, I want my writers <laughs> to be able to see right. through my eyes, mm-hmm. but also be able to feel my heart. Right. Absolutely. I, I know you, um, if, if, a young, if an individual was coming up to you and wanted some advice from you, um, as a person who has been very experienced, what would you what would you say to them as you know being you being an author and you know having many talents? What would you be your first thing you would say to this individual? Live the truth, mm-hmm. love yourself, mm-hmm. and never try to live up to anyone's expectations. Hello, 
Hello, that's good. Well, you guys have definitely heard it from Mr. Anthony K. Robinson. He, we've talked about his book, When I Say I Do. It is a series and also being married to her. And he was my husband, too. Get into the series, you guys. You guys stay tuned for more Thriving Thursday with your girl, Virtuous Divian Company. Peace out.